Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. Thank you for being with me today. Today, we're going to look into scriptures concerning tearing down strongholds and what that means. Strongholds in our own lives and strongholds in those we're praying for. Those who we love, who want to see come to Christ, become totally free by the Word of God. So we're going to begin today in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. There's a battle going on for our minds. We're inundated every single day. Society wants to bend us to their will. What we watch on television, what we watch on our devices, what we listen to, all is trying to transform us continually to be like the world and the current world view. But we must take those thoughts captive. Romans 12.1 tells us that we need to transform our minds. They need to be renewed and renewed by the Word of God. We all have a point of reference, and our minds are amazing things. Man is still looking in to how all this works. The mind is a miracle, one of the many miracles God has performed to make these bodies. And our minds contain many points of reference. A point of reference is how we've been brought up, possibly. What we watch on TV, like I said, what we listen to, what the world tells us is right, what the world tells us is this is what happens, and when this happens, this is how you react. These things all go into our brain, and they're stored. And then when a situation presents itself, in a nanosecond, our brain goes back to the library and pulls out that point of reference, and that influences what we say, how we say it, and what we do in that situation. So it's very, very important that we obey the Word of God that Paul is writing in Romans chapter 12. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our point of reference should be God's Word. What is going to please God? What does the Lord want me to do in this situation? How does He want me to react? How are we going to be different? How are we going to be salt and light if all our reference points are to the world view? We need to have Christ's view, and that's essential. That's the bottom line to everything. So how do we demolish these strongholds? Well, there's a lot that could be said about this. The one thing that needs to be done is we build idols in our temples. You say, well, what temples are you talking about? I'm talking about the temples within us. When we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit sets up inside us. And many might tell you, well, you know, when you come born again, you give your lives to Jesus, you're all good to go. You know, all that's taken care of and healed and done and, and all your reference points are changed. Well, we know that's not true. It's not accurate. The transformation of our lives, it takes a lifetime. And if we waste those days with continually taking in the world's reference points and not looking to the Word of God to change those, then we're not going to grow, and we're going to get bogged down, and we may even fall away from Christ because we haven't continued the walk. We've come through the cross, which is essential, which is the grace of God and the love of God, 
forgiveness, just the tremendous power of God to forgive anew, pick us up, put us on the road that we need to go on. We just can't continue to just do what we do and expect to stay in the vine. Jesus said we must stay in the vine if we're going to be successful. Otherwise, we're going to be like the branches he talked about, which need to be cut off and thrown into the fire. Transforming our minds is vital, not only for us as individuals, but if we're going to help other people, if we're going to take our eyes off ourselves and we're going to be in a position to speak life into people, then we need to tear down the strongholds in our own lives. And this takes a long time. But step by step, God will do that. These things that are built into our lives, sometimes depending on when we come to Christ and when that newness of life comes into us, we could have been walking in the world for 20 years, 40 years, 60 years or more. Bible tells us that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. What's in that temple that the Holy Spirit desires to tear down and throw out and totally clean out? There's a wonderful story in 2 Kings chapter 21 and 22 where it talks about Josiah, this young boy, eight years old, became king and reigned in Jerusalem for 31 years. The kings before him, his fathers and grandfathers before him, were terrible people. They did shed innocent blood. Manasseh was the one who was the worst of all. The streets were just filled with destruction from him because he put up idols inside the temple. And they were worshiping idols not only on the hills, but they were worshiping them in the temple of God itself. So we're going to pick it up and see what kind of evil Manasseh did that provoked the Lord to wrath. Let's take a look. Manasseh was 12 years old and he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. So he had a long reign in Jerusalem, and he was given much time to do the things that God wanted him to do, yet he chose not to. He built the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He also erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, and practiced sorcery and divination, and consulted mediums, and spiritists. He took the carved Asherah pole he had made and put it in the temple of which the Lord had said to David and his son, in this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. We're going to skip down to verse 16. Moreover, Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem from end to end besides the sin that he had caused Judah to commit. So we can see from this scripture how many different things Manasseh drove his people to do and encouraged his people to do and led his people. They worshipped the stars and the moon and the sun. They worshipped all of them as gods. They consulted spiritualists and all the things God warned them not to do. And what incited the Lord's anger was that he had given them a special calling. He had called them by name, Israel, 
and he expected them to walk in the light of his word so not just they could be saved and they could be taken care of, but the other nations around them could see that there is a true God in heaven. So now we're going to move forward. So Manasseh dies, and he's buried in the palace garden. And he had a son named Ammon, and he did evil in the sight of God. And then he was killed, and they made Josiah, his son, king in his place. But what turned all this around? Well, Josiah had a heart for God. So this is the orders he gave. Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him ready the money that has been given brought into the temple of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have collected from the people. Have them entrust it to men appointed to supervise the work on the temple, and have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord, the carpenters and the builders and the masons. And so this is what Josiah did. He had a desire to see God's house repaired. And then in verse 8, something happens. Hilakiah the high priest said to Saphon, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan, the secretary, and went to the king and reported to him, Your officials have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to workers and supervisors at the temple. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilakiah, the high priest, has given me a book, and Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. He tore his clothes because he realized how far they were from God, how far they were from obeying God and getting the blessing of God. So he tells them, go and inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all of Judah, about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. So here Josiah, he loved the Lord. He had inclination to serve the Lord. He wanted to please God. And then they found the book of the law, which had gotten pretty much lost. And every generation that came before him was less and less into the word. They abandoned the word of God and went their own way. Why? Because they stopped reading it. They stopped seeking the Lord. They stopped looking to the word of God. And so they drifted and drifted further and further apart. And we see that's happening in our society today. There are those who want the Bible rewritten because it doesn't fit society. It doesn't make sense in the world that we live. And so they want it changed. And so the first step to tearing down the strongholds is the truth. We need to declare the truth in our hearts and to others. The Word of God is the truth. It's the light. The light comes on and shines in the darkness and exposes it for what it is. And those that really are touched by it will repent like Josiah did and eventually all of Israel. They repented when they heard the Word of God. They were struck with fear because they haven't obeyed the Word of God and they realized the consequences. And that's important. Yes, we know that God is love and He cares for us. But how about the relationship? How can we have a relationship with God if we don't know what he wants from us? We don't know what pleases him and what he wants us to stay away from. So if we're going to demolish strongholds in our own hearts, we need the word of God. And that comes in and begins to tear down and clean out what needs to be taken out of our hearts. 
and replace it with the Word of God, what God says. This really applies to the church, not the world. For the Scripture says that judgment begins with the people of God. So this message is for everyone who calls himself a Christian. So anybody that takes that name on to themselves, this message is for us. Once we get away from the Word of God, we get to do whatever we want. We can make stuff up. We can justify it. We can say, yeah, well, this works. You know, this is society now. This isn't like back 2,000, 3,000 years ago. This is now. This is the 21st century. We're brighter. We're wiser. And we know what's best. So I think we could take a lot from this scripture. And I think we need to be aware that the church is responsible for the state of affairs. We can't blame the world. We're going to blame Washington. We want to blame whatever political side we're on. And we want to moan and groan about everything that's going on in this society and how wrong it is. It all falls back to the church. Have we been praying? Have we been reading the word? Have we been living like we're supposed to live? Or have we been in compromise? Or have we just become so lethargic that we just don't think about it and don't really care that much about it? It's not a priority. I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to look in the mirror. Instead of pointing our fingers at everyone, we need to look in the mirror and examine ourselves as the church of Jesus Christ and see where we're at. What percentage of the church of Jesus Christ in this world has been seeking his face and asking him for wisdom? has been tearing down the strongholds through prayer. These strongholds, because they've been neglected, they have deep roots. You're not just going to stand there and say the name of Jesus and everything is going to be fine. That's not the way it's designed. For even the Lord said, these don't come out without prayer and fasting. What's he saying? Without fervently seeking the Lord, without getting in that place where we need to be, we're not going to have the breakthroughs we're looking for. Now, this is just part one of what we're going to be talking about in demolishing strongholds, tearing down strongholds. It's a big subject. It's not something that can be covered in 10 or 15 minutes. And I like to keep my podcasts uh, within reason because I know everybody's on the go and we need to get what we can and fit it in when we can. So stay tuned for part two and part three of tearing down strongholds. And we're going to look into this at a personal level. And then we're going to talk about tearing down the strongholds around us and seeing people delivered, not just talking about it, but having the faith to reach out and touch God, knowing that he's there for us. He desires to do the work far more than we do. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. So I want you to keep something in prayer for me. Our nonprofit organization, Lighthouse Productions, is working on a graphic novel about the search for Christmas, one of the shows we used to do that was well-received and well-loved. And so we are raising money in order to get this done before Christmas. We have a wonderful graphic designer who loves the Lord, and he's helping us out quite a bit. But we need funds to finish this project. If you are a mind to, and the Lord lays it on your heart, go to LighthouseStageProductions.com and take a look. Until next time, this is Russ Galso of Chronicles of the End Times. Keep looking up. The king is coming. <laughs>